Albert Hammond Jr. wants you to know he's been going through some changes. The singer-songwriter recently released his fifth album, Melodies on Hiatus. We're not sure what kind of hiatus he had because while Hammond Jr. balanced his role as lead guitarist for The Strokes with his solo work, he also dealt with a big move in the middle of the pandemic. Albert Hammond Jr. joins us now. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us more about the changes that you've gone through while working on this album? <laughs> it's always a fine line between the interview and therapy. You know, I never know how much, how much to give of myself. Well, look, I am here for therapy. So no, I'm, no, no. But it's not. It's not the, listening it's, ear. I, I'm not the only one that exists <laughs> in my life, though. You know, so it's. Oh yeah, I understand that. It affects other people, but yeah, I feel like if I really told everything that happened, then everything would make sense. But I don't know. I don't feel like I can do that. But what I was trying to say is. They always want a bio or something. I don't. I'd rather not say anything. I don't really mm. have any interest to explain anything. Or you don't like to define the work. You like people to take from it what they will. I don't know what you can define. Really, I feel like people want an answer, and there isn't one. Mm. <laughs> I'm searching mm. for it as much as they are. There's something about music that can really affect you, that can hit you and change change your life and change how you see things and view things. And I think when you mix it with the right words, it could feel like, oh man, this person's talking to me or they must, they know something or I don't know. I mean, so much time has passed and there's so many like moments when you're writing the song. It's not like uh, I wrote everything in one day and I can explain every thought that I was thinking, you know? Sometimes it's just a craft. Well, I mean, when I was listening to it, and I do, I mean, it is very expansive. I felt like there was a theme of painful relationships in this album, like parent-children relationships or children-parent, you know, relationships, like with Memo of Hate. This one, Memo of Hate, to me sounded like it came from a complicated relationship with a parent or a caretaker. Did you have that in mind, or were you? It was it more you were just creating? I mean, Memo of Hate, that was just the title of the voice memo. Like, I, have, I start everything starts with a voice memo. I just liked, it seemed cool to talk about hate. <laughs> um, it's just an interesting emotion. I think sometimes... In writing anything, it can feel relationship-esque because that's something very universal. So even if you're talking about other things, they can people can understand them and relate to them in that dynamic. A lot of times I feel like I'm more talking about myself or things I've experienced with my own feelings. Just like Old Man wasn't like... It's not like a song I wrote to my dad or something. It's just that it's a saying. My old man, how you been? 
when you can describe a conversation with a father. People understand that. And when you describe that in the sense of like, wow, as you get older, you realize that you can't really point your finger because you end up doing similar things as things you didn't like, you know, or things you thought you'd be different. And so like, but how do you just talk about that randomly? It seems more exciting to speak about it in a conversation. Does being a parent yourself make you have more empathy? Because, you know, you can be very, like, judgmental about, like you said, whether you're thinking about your parents or not, like, I'm not going to be this way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But sometimes, in general, life will humble you. Of course. things you thought you knew. Of course, that's the... You don't know until you do it, and then you have a deeper understanding. Whether you would do it differently or not doesn't matter. You just, like, you understand... Yes that people are really just doing the best with what they have or what they can or where they're at. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to you about All Right Tomorrow. I mean, I feel like that song is the last track and it's with Rainsford. And it's like, sonically, I feel like it sounds, I, I would say almost softer. Rain comes down Your socks and shoes are wet Right now To me, it sounds almost a little bit like a lullaby, but it definitely sounds like, you know, almost something like you would say to a child, like, it's going to be all right. Now, I know you just came to this creatively and wasn't necessarily thinking about that as the goal, but did you get a sense of that after it all came together? When I wrote the melody, I knew I just, there's no way I was going to sing this. <laughs> I, I saw it as like something cinematic. Like I saw it as like rainbow connection at the, you know, like, John Denver, like something in a, in, a, in a movie. And so I was just like, I knew I, I wanted to find a female voice. And uh, yeah, I just, Rainey's voice is beyond incredible. Obviously you put the music out there and people can take from it what they will. But like now that this music is out there, like what has the response that you've been receiving? And you know, do you feel like people are receiving the music the way you would like them to? I don't know how to gauge that, to be honest. Uh, I guess time. I think when it comes out, you can fully move on. There's a little bit. I handed it in a year ago, so I find it a f uh, so funny that you end up two people that you're putting stuff out. You're you're showing them a past version. Like you're already someone else by the time people hear your music. That is Albert Hammond Jr. His latest album, Melodies on Hiatus, is out now. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me.